Client needs come first. When all else fails, if you don't know what else to do, do what's in the best interest of your client. As with any type of modality of service, delivery, or communication, assuming that social media would be appropriate for use with all clients would be an error in judgment. Hi, I'm Dr. Kate Walker. I'm a marriage and family therapist, practice owner, and professor of counselor education who took a passion for training the next generation of mental health providers and turned it into a multi-six-figure business that designs the courses that teach mental health providers how to be clinical supervisors. Teaching graduate students and seasoned counselors, I learned about the fears. Fears about failing, quitting toxic work environments where you're seeing 80 clients a week, Fears about starting a private practice, running out of money, getting in trouble by the licensing board, the IRS, you name it. I created the Texas Counselors Creating Badass Businesses community so mental health providers like you could have a step-by-step guide and learn actionable steps to achieve the security, freedom, and satisfaction of a counseling career you'll love. Look, you had the dream to become a mental health professional. You got the degree, you took the exams, you put in the time, whatever your business is, a private practice, maybe you want to sell courses like I do, you're adding clinical supervision, you want to write a book or get paid to speak, whatever it is, you are too important to your community to lose to getting in trouble, giving up, going broke, and burning out. Are you ready to break through those fears once and for all? I thought so. Let's get to work. Welcome to Texas Counselors Creating Badass Businesses, where it's all about working smarter, not harder. And here's your host, Dr. Kate Walker, who calls her kids' pets her grandbabies. This is Dr. Kate Walker with Texas Counselors Creating Badass Businesses, but for just a second, I'm going to be Captain Obvious. Technology moves fast and social media moves faster. Plus, social media, we've always known, it's got a political angle. So the long and short is you will see rules around social media develop, but The rules will be, I like to think of them as loophole friendly (laughs) because it has to leave room for the changes and it will be built around complaints, unfortunately, and precedent. So rules will come, but in the meantime, in Texas, we have social media best practices and these best practices have been published. Good news, you're going to lead this podcast knowing what can get you in trouble and what may not. Let's get to work. Hi, I'm Dr. Kate Walker. Welcome to your Step It Up training. This is for all of you Texas counselors creating badass businesses out there. And I'm talking about the ethics of using social media. So if you are watching this and you are a licensed professional in Texas, this will apply to BHEC, the Behavioral Health Executive Council, and your license, which could be LPC, LMFT, Social Work Psychology. Now, here's the thing. This is not a rule, all right? So let's talk about that a second. A statute 
is something that passes your legislature in your state, right? It's going to pass the legislature. It will be encoded. It is law. Statute is law. Your licensing boards develop rules. Rules are usually developed by a rules committee. That rules committee in Texas crafts the rules along with their attorney, and they put those rules out for public comment in something called the Texas Register. It sits in the Texas Register for 30 days where we, we all have an opportunity to comment on those rules. And we can give our input. We can say, hey, this rule sucks. Or we love this rule. This makes a lot of sense. So last week, you heard me talk about the ethics of records custodian, right? Who owns the records? And I talked about two things, the rules as they currently stand and proposed rules. So as license holders, it's so important that you are aware of both. Now, I talked about last time also that this is something you kind of have to dig a little bit if you're looking for proposed rules. When I talked about the episode with the records custodian, who's the custodian of record? How do you know you're the custodian for your client records? What do you do next? So there are current rules, there is current statute, there is federal law, and then there are proposed rules. All right, good news. We're not talking about that today. What we're talking about today are the ethics or best practices for using social media. Now, this is not rule. This is not statute. This is best practices. So generally, when we formulate best practices, we're going to defer to best practices that are already in place. And so this is at the BHEC, Behavioral Health Executive Council for Texas, in the LMFT, Licensed Marriage and Family Therapy Board website. They're the member board of the Behavioral Health Executive Council. So if you go to the BHEC website, like I'm doing right now, I'm pointing here to my right, because Since I am in Austin at the GSD retreat, this is my hotel room. I blurred it, right? But I'm looking to my right. What I'm looking at are the guidelines for using social media. And this is on the LMFT board website as of this episode. Now, you may go to that BHEC website and it may be up on all of the member board websites. I wouldn't be surprised because best practices can be employed by all of us, right? Because best practices are informed by the American Counseling Association, the American Psychological Association. It could be informed by NBCC. I know when I was first starting out doing some virtual counseling, there was really nothing out there that talked about the rules or the statute other than like HIPAA. And so looking for best practices, I found NBCC had crafted some really good best practices. And that's what I put into my informed consent. Now, we have since had laws that are in place, rules, statutes, et cetera, that inform how we do virtual counseling. So I imagine it won't be long before these social media best practices get into our rules, our member board rules. And remember when I say that, I mean LPC, LMFT, psychology, social work, but for now, they are simply best practices. So I'm going to look over my right shoulder. I apologize. No eye contact for just a moment. And I'm going to read the guidelines are in a paragraph form and they are two pages long. Paragraph form and two pages long. I will include this in the resources. I will include a link. And if I'm able to download it, I will do that as well. So what I'm reading here is glasses, social media, 
as that term is used here, and is an umbrella term that includes the various activities that integrate technology and social interactions, such as websites, microblogging, which in this sense is defined as Facebook and Twitter and all other forms of social networking. When using social media, members of the profession are called upon to consider their ethical and professional responsibilities and the context in which social media are being used and then to use their professional judgment accordingly. So what do I always say? What's your ethical decision-making model, right? We are trained to make decisions under duress while nobody's watching, right? This is what we're trained for. It is essential to consider the appropriateness of any modality used in the delivery of services or in professional communication relative to the client to be served. Client needs come first. When all else fails, if you don't know what else to do, do what's in the best interest of your client. As with any type of modality of service, delivery, or communication, assuming that social media would be appropriate for use with all clients would be an error in judgment. Consideration of individual issues such as culture, language, access to technology, client comfort, and competence with technology service needs, as well as the professional's competence in using the modality are all important. So you're going to use it, right? If you're marketing in the 21st century, you are utilizing social media. Consider the things that you would obviously, all of you obviously would consider using any kind of technology with your clients. Licensees who choose to use social media and their practice should take precautions to be mindful and remain in compliance with all relevant ethical, professional, and legal responsibilities in addition to policies and guidelines in Texas. So not just what we craft here in Texas, but everywhere. There are lots of great ethical guidelines out there. The lower guidelines that licensees should consider when using social media with clients. So we have two types of people, right? People who are your clients and people who aren't your clients. This is best practices with people who are your clients. Hey, badasses, we can all agree that counselors want a path to a successful counseling career. But that means you have to find quality training. That's not even the real barrier. The real problem is a lot of information can be overwhelming and you, my badass, are busy. So you're probably asking yourself, how can I improve my practice while still caring for people? How do I grow my skill set, become a supervisor, without losing my work-life balance? How do I find quality training that won't cost too much time and money? Bottom line, counselors who want a successful counseling career value the goal of growing their skill set and even becoming a supervisor, but at the same time struggle with finding time to attend quality courses. Counselors can't overcome this barrier because so many times courses with tempting titles overpromise and underperform. Let me ask you something. What if there were courses that delivered exactly what they promised that didn't take a lot of time and didn't break the bank? That's exactly the kind of course we design at Kate Walker Training. I specialize in helping you grow your skill set and career with quality courses on demand. And we have so many to choose from. If you're asking yourself, where do I go if I want to sustain my practice and grow my marketing presence? Well, check out the Step It Up membership. 
What do you do if you're ready to pay it forward and add streams of income? Well, check out the supervisor training. See if you're eligible. If you're looking for an experience that's more hands-on, keep an eye out for open enrollment for Badass Basics and our exclusive mastermind groups. How do we define a client, everybody? Remember, your informed consent. You enter into that relationship via signatures on an informed consent. You can go to your rules and you can identify what has to go into your client file. That informed consent has to be in there. And that rule will talk about what has to be in your informed consent. So this is best practices with clients. But we all know we use marketing to turn potential clients into actual clients, right? So if Floyd finds you, loves you, and decides to book with you, sign the paperwork, and become your client, right? Now you're starting to see what happens here. This is best practices. I think I'll own this that you use with everybody, right? Because potential clients, actual clients, actual client who is no longer a client, dual relationships, ah, it just kind of gets nutty if we're not careful. So bullet point number one, you're going to be super surprised by this. No, you're not. Maintain appropriate professional boundaries with clients and their surrogates, whether online or in person. Two, use separate professional and personal web pages and profiles for social media to clearly distinguish between the two kinds of virtual presence. Therapists should be aware that personal information they disclose through electronic means may be broadly accessible in the public domain and may affect the therapeutic relationship. One of my colleagues had on a t-shirt yesterday. It said, you know, kid in the 90s, a lot of fun, no evidence, right? (laughs) You know, if you're Gen X, whatever, elder millennial, There's a whole decade there where there's no evidence because we didn't have social media to throw it at, right? So having a personal page, having a professional page, and being mindful that the internet's forever. What you put out there stays there. So this is bullet number three. Politely turn down requests from clients to connect on personal social networking sites. It may be acceptable for the therapist to accept requests on the therapist's professional accounts, provided that the account is used for professional purposes only. So this is part of your marketing message. If your messaging includes personal information, if your messaging includes, hey, I'm camping in Big Bend, Here's a picture of me and my husband. Be mindful that your client may like, they may share, they may follow. It's professional if that's part of your messaging. You feel the difference, right? This is really personal now, isn't it? You have to spend some time making sure that you divide your personal self. Hey, I'm going to share a picture with my kids, with my family over in Ohio versus I'm going to take four pictures while I'm on vacation. This one's going to talk about achieving balance. This one's going to talk about how I market. And this is going to talk about how I just sold a course while I was hiking the window trail. Okay. So you make sure that you have a strategy for both of those forums. All right, here we go. Keep it. We're going to keep on going. Evaluate the appropriateness of using specific social media with each client. Considering individual issues such as culture, language, service needs, access to technology, client comfort, and competence with technology, ensure that the proper informed consent is conducted prior to engaging in social media with clients. In other words, have a social media policy. I've got one of those. It's if you are in a Step It Up membership, 
I talk about it in one of the trainings in your Kate Walker training profile. If you're on my YouTube page, if you're listening to this on a podcast, go back through. I talk about how to craft an informed consent that includes a social media policy. Go back, check it out, and be ready to change things because that's just what technology does, doesn't it? Provide business practices and professional services in a manner that safeguards the privacy and confidentiality of clients. Boy, that could be an episode or a training or a podcast all on its own, correct? Do not provide professional services to specific clients online unless this is done via the secure portal of a practice or institution. I'll put it in a nutshell. Social media is not communication, all right? That is not a means of communication. Zoom. Yes. My telephone? Yes. Social media? Not so much. So download your own copy of this and read that part again. Next, do not disclose individually identifiable protected health information or post images or videos online. No PHI online. Communicate and engage in social media and personal and professional settings with civility and respect for others. Consider any social media post as permanent even after it has been deleted. Maintain current knowledge and training on social media platforms being used in the practice of marriage and family therapy. Remember, this is on the marriage and family therapy website. If it's on the LPC board website, you may see different language there. Pertaining to all individuals, devices, and accounts, upon discovery of unprofessional or inappropriate content online posted by a professional colleague, notify the individual so that they can remove the post or change their methods of communicating. So little tap on the shoulder before you do gotcha. When marketing your practice online, be sure to adhere to laws and rules governing advertising. And so the Texas Behavioral Health Executive Council has the authority to discipline licensees for unprofessional behavior relating to the inappropriate use of social media. Disciplinary actions range from administrative penalty to the revocation of a license. You guys can go into BHEC and check out the discipline matrix. It's also called the schedule of sanctions. Examples of unprofessional behavior can include, you ready? Here we go. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight bullet points of things that could be construed as inappropriate and be eligible for discipline. Here I go. Inappropriate communication with clients online, online sexual misconduct, use of the internet for unprofessional behavior, online misrepresentation of credentials, online violations of client confidentiality, failure to reveal conflicts of interest online, online derogatory remarks regarding a client, any engagement in online discriminatory language or practices. There you go, folks. There you have it. Get your own copy of this. If you have any questions about this, contact the board, contact an attorney, If you don't have a consultation group, get one. I know as a supervisor, I'm part of the Texas Supervisor Coalition. It's a private Facebook page. It's got a ton of awesome people in there. We gently correct one another and we reveal and share tons of information just like this. Get a consultation group, get folks together. Because remember, these are just best practices right now. These aren't rules. It is saying, though, I mean, you heard me correctly. If you're watching this on a replay, hit pause and rewind. There are things you can be disciplined for. Just because I'm not reading a list of rules doesn't mean that you can't get in trouble for it. It's like when I used to leave my kids with a babysitter, right? 
I would have to leave a list of things they couldn't do. Like, oh, yeah, you can't cook a grilled cheese sandwich in the attic. You can't cook a grilled cheese sandwich in the attic over an open flame on a Thursday, right? We're not loophole people here. Do what you know to do best because that's what you're trained to do. This is wonderful information. I'm so excited that they came out with the best practices in Texas. I think this is wonderful. And you know that these things will eventually turn into rules. So keep an eye out. I will keep an eye out. I will make sure to let you know as soon as I hear it. And remember, I'm putting this document and or a link into your resources. So check that out. If you're watching this on a replay, I will put a link in the notes. If you're listening to this on the Texas Counselors Creating Badass Businesses podcast, I'll be sure to put it in the show notes. So that's it for today, guys. Again, I'm coming to you live from Austin, Texas at In Cahoots on East 6th Street for the Get Shit Done Retreat 2023 with my colleague, Cindy Doyle. Look for information coming soon about next year's retreat. It's going to be amazing. We got some shit done. I'm telling you guys. All right. Have a wonderful day. This is Dr. Kate Walker. I will see you soon. Hey, it's Dr. Kate Walker, and I am so excited about what's coming up the end of May. Our upcoming group Practice Summit GPS 2023 is a free virtual event that brings together mental health professionals interested in the business of running a group practice. Sessions and workshops are going to focus on topics like marketing and branding, financial management, legal and regulatory issues, and leadership and management strategies. This is happening May 24th through the 26th, and it's going to be three live virtual hours a day, 5 o'clock to 8 p.m., and it is free. Now, there will be replays for this as well, so if you're stressing out because you don't think you'll be able to make it live, no worries. We will have replays available. Now, I know that May 24th is a long way off, so when you do grab your ticket, I'm going to send you something to sort of take up your time while you're in line. This is my framework for a 10-minute consultation that will help you either, number one, create a client, number two, create someone who you can confidently refer to another trusted professional if they're not a good fit based on your schedule or your cost or your specialty, and number three, create a raving fan for your business. So my framework for a 10-minute consultation means you're going to take all of those phone calls and messages and emails when you call these folks back, when you talk to them with your amazing voice because they've connected with you, they want to come to see you, you are going to, number one, create a client, Number two, someone you can refer to another professional. And number three, create a raving fan who will tell family and friends and community how amazingly helpful you are. So when you sign up for the GPS 2023 Summit, you're going to get this framework. But wait, there's more. I always love saying that. You know at Kate Walker Training, I specialize in courses you will actually finish. And the 40-hour training 
to become an LPC or LMFT supervisor in Texas with our brand new study hall, which I'm so excited about. That is our claim to fame. It's what we are proud of. But we also have courses for whatever stage you are in the process. If you're one of those folks who is really self-directed and you're tired of the free stuff and you're ready to dive in, then man, the Step It Up membership is for you. I've got over 60 replays, continuing education, the Badass Business 2.0 courses in there. It's such a wonderful bunch of resources and it's so affordable. So the Step It Up membership is for you if you are that person who can take all of the resources and really figure it out and dive into it and make it work for your practice. If you're someone who, you know, that just sounds like drinking from the fire hose, I get you. Maybe the mastermind is a better approach. A mastermind group is a virtual group of five to seven people. We meet weekly, three times a month. The fourth time is a one-to-one 30-minute consult with me. And it's the same material. I hold nothing back in my mastermind groups. It's the same stuff, but it's a personal touch. Those applications are already open. We're going to be forming those mastermind groups the 1st of June. So you really need to get in there and fill out those applications today so you can schedule your phone call and you can ask all your questions and see if working with me is going to be a good fit. So whether you choose to do the Step It Up membership or the Mastermind, I hope that you do the GPS Summit happening at the end of May. You're going to get a link to my framework for the 10-minute consultation. So what are you waiting for? Get your business up to badass and the links will be in the show notes. All right, badasses, keep saving the world with excellent counseling. Dr. Kate Walker, thank you so much for listening to Texas Counselors Creating Badass Businesses. Thank you to Ridgely Walker for her lovely voiceovers at our introduction. And do me a favor, when you get a second, please like, share, and subscribe, and write us a review. That's really how we get picked up by other RSS feeds, and we get this information out to the mental health badasses who need it. Thanks again, and keep saving the world with excellent therapy.